Hey, my name is Lexi. I am a multi-talented artist and music producer based in Atlanta, Georgia. If you're wanting to write, record, and develop your music and sound, come book with me by following me on social media at LexiATL, emailing me at LexiSolo at gmail.com, texting me at 404-692-1299, or going to my website at www.LexiATL. Right now, you are tuned in to my podcast, Lex Chat, a show dedicated to music and entertainment where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists and better creatives you can catch these chats live on instagram at lexi atl to be part of the conversation or catch the replays on mondays at 8 a.m on spotify apple iHeartRadio, and youtube wherever you're watching or listening please like subscribe follow and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews if you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash lexi atl where you can make a monthly pledge because every bit of support truly does help me to be able to create more valuable content for you this week on lex chat let's chat about a a recent failure of mine even reading that was a was a bit of a fail wasn't it but let's chat about a recent failure of mine for the past month I've been mentioning here on Lex Chat that I was going to be part of the Down and Dirty Artist Showcase presented by Abriel BTV, but this past Friday I had to face a harsh and hurtful truth about myself. I don't have a big enough support to be able to sell tickets to a showcase, and because I wasn't able to sell a certain amount of tickets for this event, I am now unable to participate because those are the rules. Well, I'm going to dive into why I failed to sell the required amount of tickets for this showcase. If my failure is something you're interested in hearing about (laughs) and think you can learn from, then please stay tuned. Before we get into the Lex chat, I want to talk to you about an album I will be releasing in July of 2023. To get some buzz about it, I'll be previewing pieces of the songs on my Lex chat through the release of the album date. Here's a preview from one of the songs called This Is The Part Where. Let me know what you think. I played this scene before. This is the part where I tell myself never again. The part where I tell myself to stop pretending. Be more disciplined. Believe what you see. Don't believe your feelings. This is the part where I tell myself it will end. The part where I tell myself to start again. This is the part where he calls and I get too weak. Definitely a different vibe from what I've been previewing for y'all. But before we kick off the show, let's give a shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to my patrons, Mr. Flat Shoals and Alton Thomas. Thank you guys so much for supporting me in a way that I can feel. If you are listening or watching and you'd like to become a patron, get early access to the content, shout outs on Lex Chat, and automatic entry into any giveaways that I host, you can do so by going to www.patreon.com slash LexiATL. If you would like to become a sponsor of Lex Chat and advertise your services or products, you can contact me through Instagram at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. Send me an email at LexiSolo at gmail.com or send me a text to 404-692-1299. Thank you to all of my sponsors. Let's get into the announcements. And I just misspelled announcements on my computer. But anyway. 
phase one of the album release, right? So y'all just heard a little snippet of one of the songs. It's called This Is The Part Where. And definitely is a more somber sound compared to some of the things that I've been previewing for y'all. You can also catch a snippet of that song on YouTube. Search Lexi on YouTube, L-E-X capital C. If you are signed up for my newsletter email list, then you have been receiving weekly articles about a little bit of backstory behind all of the songs that are being considered for the album. So yeah, this is phase one. I'm just telling y'all the backstory of the album um, and the inspiration behind it, some of the reasoning behind why I, some of the reasoning behind why I, um, you know, did some of the songs I did. Sorry, there's like a ringing going on with my sound system and it's still happening. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, think my sound will be fine. But yeah, um, it's just a way for y'all to, for me to let y'all know my thoughts behind the music and why the music is the way it is. And ooh, I almost did it again. I almost forgot to turn on the background music, but I just turned it on. So it's all good. It's all good. I don't like having silence behind me. <laughs> but anyway, um, if you would like to keep up with album announcements and you're interested in the backstory behind the music, why I sang things the way I sang, why I wrote the songs I wrote, then you got a few options, right? You can look at my website, LexiATL.com. I have the press articles there, which you can read up on the songs. You can go to my Instagram page, LexiATL, at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. And I have my whole page is completely dedicated to the press for those songs right now the written press for it. I don't yet have the audio press up there. Or you can go to my website and sign up for my email newsletter, www.lexiatl.com. A little pop-up is going to show up in the bottom right-hand corner, and that's how you sign up for my email list. Or you can just send me your email and I'll add you to my list and you just confirm that that's what you wanted to do, okay? Next announcement I have, we got to mention the Lexi merchandise. I've got hashtag winner sunvisors. It's getting hot outside and the sun is shining nice and bright and pretty. But to protect your sun, if you don't feel like wearing the shades, to protect your eyes, if you don't feel like wearing the shades, then get these sun visors that says hashtag winner. Let everybody know who you are. That's available on my website. I also have hashtag winner, hashtag keeper wristbands in every color of the rainbow. Think Roy G. Biv plus black and white. And I have those colors. I also have lighters, burn lighters that say burn Lexi, but it's a lighter with a built-in bottle opener. So if you smoke in and if you drink in, Lexi got you covered. And I also have the Lexi posters, the cute artistic ones, as well as the sexy Lexi posters. So if any of those things tickle your fancy, then head on over to LexiATL.com, L-E-X-C-A-T-L.com to get that merchandise. And that is where you will find those things. What's up, Greg Keys? What's up, Mr. Flash Shoals? Next announcement is the trivia and giveaway that I've been doing in conjunction with the release of this album, right? So a few things for y'all to get to know the album and the stories behind the songs was, like I said, you can look at my Instagram page at LexiATL. You can go to my website at LexiATL.com or you can be subscribed to my email newsletter, right? 
Go to LexiATL.com to sign up for that. It'll pop up on the bottom right-hand corner. Another way that y'all can keep up with the album, it's a fun little trivia that I've been doing Monday through Friday on my Instagram page, at LexiATL. $5 prizes every day. The first person to get the correct answer gets the cash prize for the day. So... Like I said, Monday through Friday, I've been asking trivia questions about my upcoming album on my Instagram stories. And the first person who sends me the correct answer wins the cash prize for the day. So that means you got the chance to win $25 every week. So last, this past week was week three of the trivia and I started with a $100 pot. So this upcoming week leading us into the first week of May, this is another opportunity to win $25. And if my budget permits, I will let this trivia thing keep going through the release of the album if my budget permits. But yeah, the past three weeks, you've had the opportunity to win $75 is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? We could all use a little bit of extra cash. So how you play is you stay tuned in to my Instagram stories at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. What's up, King Terso? The answers for every question can be found on my Instagram page. If you don't feel like going off the platform, it's right there on Instagram at LexiATL on my website, LexiATL.com and or in the weekly email newsletters, which you can sign up for at LexiATL.com. So hopefully that alarm did not mess up the sound on my Instagram. Let me know if y'all can hear me on Instagram. Let me know if y'all can hear me on Instagram. Um, But yeah, so I've put out press articles about the songs from my album. You can read the articles to find the answers. And like I said, if you are the first person to answer my question correctly, I will send your prize money through Cash App. So good luck to everyone. And I hope you can have fun and win some money. I really do want to give you money. The winners from this past week was Child MC, official Mr. Flat Show 74, OI Music, and Lit Train underscore 25. One, two, three, four. One of these people won twice. One, two, three, four. I think Child MC won twice this week. And then the week before that, official Mr. Flat Show 74, he won like three times one week in one week. So he got $15 that week, you know? So it's just a fun little thing to do that is also the opportunity to put some money in your pocket. So I really hope that y'all enjoy it as well as learn something about the music that I'm putting out, okay? All righty. Let's get into the hot take. As I was saying before Instagram cut out, we're going to get into the hot take. Now, the hot take is I'm tired of hearing certain phrases. We back, we back, we back. You feel me? You feel me? My boy. I'm tired of hearing these phrases. I'm tired of hearing the phrase be authentic. I'm tired of hearing the phrase be real. I'm tired of hearing the phrase stand out. I'm tired of hearing the phrase, be different, keep going, invest in yourself, invest in your business. And I'm going to tell you why I'm tired of hearing these phrases, because they're blanket statements. They are blanket statements that assume that the person that is being said to is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Now, granted, there are people who are actually not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and they're kind of either looking for a handout or they just want the easy route, but we all want the easy route, right? But no, the real reason why these statements are so irritating to me now, like why I'm tired of hearing them is because with the advancement of technology, right? There's been 
so many people who have now gained access to be able to do music and make music and release music. Like there's really people say there's a certain formula to get on as a recording artist, but there's really nobody knows what the heck they're doing now because everything is so different with all of the advancements in technology. So there's no one formula for somebody to get on. There's no one real timeline that can predict how long it's going to take for an artist to get on, right? I used to hear it would take up to five years for an artist to get developed and build their sound and build a fan base before they actually get on. Five to 10 years is like the average that I would hear. But now, since we have stuff like social media, it's allowing people to become viral and kind of like skip the line, but nobody can seem to tell us what makes something go viral. I think the underlying thing is marketing because what we think is viral is not really viral. It's just certain players have been put into position. Maybe their planning is just better, but that's another conversation for another day. So all those things that I just said, right? Keep in mind the advancement of technology, there's no more gatekeeping, and then there's no real formula for how to get on thanks to that advancement. That's why I'm tired of hearing stuff like be authentic, be real, stand out, be different, keep going, invest in yourself, invest in your business, especially those last two, invest in yourself and invest in your business. Those get on my nerves when I hear it from certain people, because it's like you can't be talking to the more professional, more seasoned artists who have been doing this for the minimum five years or more, because we've been investing in ourselves. Like I went to the first investment. The first investment that I put into myself was when my parents, I'll say seventh grade. It's probably sooner than that, but seventh grade is when I started breaking out of my shell, right? When my parents bought me a laptop with a built-in microphone and the first investment I, I made was into an investment in technology. I was researching how to record myself, right? So my investments have always been time. And then as I got older, I invested in going to school for this. And then as I got a little more, as I got past that milestone, my next investment was spending money on photo shoots and the clothes for the photo shoots and video shoots. And I never had to pay for studio time because I've been recording myself (laughs) since the beginning of my career. So I'm blessed in that department. But I've been investing in clothes. I've been investing in vocal lessons. I've invested in piano lessons. I've invested in, now I have a home setup. I bought speakers from, shout out to Wordplay. I bought speakers from Wordplay. I bought a computer from one of my friends. I bought ring lights. I got, you know, this whole desk. I've got this monitor and, you know, this microphone, headphones, pop filter. I've invested in a lot. And I've given time and money to this and consistency as best as I've been able to do, considering the type of budget that I've had to work with. I've always had to be creative with my money, which is just code for I've never had enough money to not have to juggle my finances. I've had to be creative because I don't have the investment that I would like. Um, I wish... I wish people would be a little bit more upfront, I guess is what I'm saying. So there's all these people online that will put some cute inspirational music underneath the most basic of phrases. Now, what you got to do is you have to be authentic. You have to make yourself stand out. 
How do you expect to grab attention when nothing about you grabs attention? And then they put some inspirational music underneath it to make it sound like it's deeper than what they're saying. But really, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Turn off. I'm so annoyed. Oh, I got to start it all over again. I'm sorry to anybody who's watching. Let me try to keep this professional. But yeah, it's a lot of stuff is just assuming that artists are not investing into themselves. <sighs> I'm sorry, that just really blew me. A lot of things are people are just it's assuming that people are not investing in themselves or it's just a blanket statement. And it's not really looking at the individual and what the individual is going through or has gone through or what the individual has sacrificed. It's not looking at what the individual has sacrificed. And that's why those blanket statements irritate me. I'm sorry to everybody on Instagram. <sighs> the thing went out again because I had another alarm come through and ooh, stuff like this just discourages me. It really does. But thank y'all for tuning back in on Instagram. I'm not having any issues with YouTube today. How funny is that? But yeah, it just assumes that everyone is not doing what they're supposed to do and it's blanket statements thank y'all for coming back on instagram so i'm tired of hearing these phrases because everybody says be authentic be real stand out but they don't give you a baseline part of being authentic and being real and standing out really the first thing you have to accomplish is being okay with being yourself and if you don't know who you are, then taking the time to develop your personality, taking the time to develop your character, taking the time to then see how does your personality and your character translate into the music that you're making. And that is how you be authentic, be real and stand out. Unfortunately, what has happened with, you know, these social media gurus they tell people to be authentic be real and stand out and now you got everybody running around with pink red yellow green wigs or you got girls running around showing their ass on instagram because that's making them stand out sex always sells right or you got men online doing questionable things or you got people who are doing anything online for shock factor because it makes them stand out but what you're not telling those people is no one's there for the music. They're there for the antics at that point. So that, that's my beef with those phrases. Be authentic. Be real. Stand out. Be different. I already told y'all my grief would invest in yourself, invest in your business. That's assuming that not everyone is already doing that. I know a lot of people who spent a lot of money and a lot of time on this music stuff. And it's just it's very frustrating. The last phrase that gets on my nerves. Keep going. This one. This one is not bad. This one is not a bad one. It's just, I guess I want to hear it in a different way, but it's really not bad. Keep going is encouragement, but I guess I'm just tired of people saying keep going, <laughs> but it's true. Keep going is probably the realest thing that you will hear people saying. Keep going just means stay consistent and don't give up on what you said you want to do. Keep the motion, keep the momentum, keep going because when you stop, then you have to keep rebuilding up to that point of momentum. Sometimes it's hard to build that momentum back, back up, especially like I've had times where I won't be in the mood to write something. And next thing you know, a month will go by that I haven't written something for myself. 
And I begin to develop anxiety about going back and writing a song for myself because I've been out of it so long. So there's the the mental aspect of, ooh, am I going to be as good as I was before I took this break? Why did I take this break? You know what I mean? And then I start doubting myself. Whereas if I would have created a system and a routine for myself, if y'all remember last week's episode, how artists ruin their careers is they don't create a routine for themselves. If I would have kept up a routine of writing for myself and a discipline of writing and a habit of writing for myself, then that one month break would not have happened. Or I would have had a better plan for how to jump back into it because I know certain disciplines and habits that I had in place before I decided to go on my break. Breaks are necessary, but breaks before you've established a habit, it's just like a trend. It's just a fad. You know what I mean? So those are the things that just irritate me. Keep going is the only one that's like the realest thing on that list. It's true. The more you keep going, the more you keep doing the better you're going to get just by just by statistics, by the numbers, by sheer trial and error, you will get better because you will naturally be critiquing yourself and thinking how you can get better. So keep going is the realest. All the other ones get on my nerves. And that's my hot take for today. We're going to get into the Lex chat after these messages. And what are we talking about today? We are talking about my failure, (laughs) my failure to sell tickets for this artist showcase that I was going to be a part of. Um, Before we get into that, Great Keys Music says, no one knows how to break an artist today, including A&Rs, labels, etc. I'm seeing artists break now with zero catalog. It's so frustrating, Great Keys. Yes, it is so frustrating. And people look at me like I'm a hater when I bring up someone like and ice spice but i recently watched a video she got signed off of one song bruh and that was it that was the only thing in her catalog right she got signed off of one song but i watched a video on on uh, youtube it was about industry plants and how she is an industry plant and i get it now it was not a coincidence that she went viral she happened to I think either the producer or her manager, I think it was the producer, was like a well-connected producer and he had all of these different players in the industry. So when they came out with that song Munch and it went viral, it was already like put in alignment that she was going to blow. But it's like you blew off of one record and then you got co-signs from Drake and Worldstar and now you're signed to Nicki and it's like, but you had one song? Granted, they went ahead and they got some other songs, but like me personally, her sound is boring to me because her flow has not evolved. But maybe I also need to be patient with her because this is just like the first five or six songs that she's putting out. But I'm already bored. But you have people like that who get an automatic cosign, seemingly getting an automatic cosign, right? But then you have people hating on Chloe Bailey. I relate to Chloe Bailey because, and granted, I was hating on Chloe Bailey. I still be hating on Chloe Bailey for the simple fact that she is Beyonce's artist and Beyonce is one of my favorite artists. She's my top three influence. So I'll be hating on Chloe Bailey for that. But Chloe Bailey sings, writes, dances, produces. She knows how to engineer. And she just, she speaks very well when she goes on these interviews. And it's just like, how does she get so much hate? And people are always looking for something to nitpick at her. But somebody like, I spice gets put on and goes viral 
and everyone is like, when I say her flow is basic, I see people online saying, oh, well, you just got to give her time. Like, I really be feeling what she be saying. And um, that's just her sound. They give her so much grace. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. That's the industry goal. <laughs> Ike remixed Unplugged said she was groomed. Her producer was super plugged. That's the industry goal. Right. Greg Key says facts. DJ Wes Walker most have a connection prior to blowing. Part of the perception, the illusion is making us think that it's like this random person that suddenly went viral. There are no, oh, that should be my next hot take. My next hot take, viral, going viral is an illusion. Going viral is an illusion. And you know what? Maybe an entire episode needs to be dedicated to that. Going viral is an illusion. All right. Ike Remix says, and no, you're right. Her flows are basic and it's biting. Pillow Jones says facts like I hate when they actually called the artist her an industry plant. As much talent as she has is crazy. Her has been in the industry since what, like 14? It took her like five years to break as a music artist because she was getting developed that time. Completely different standards, right? And she plays instruments and her songs are actually talking about stuff, you know? Anyway, Ike Remix Unplugged says, cause most people aren't real. So the industry's watered down intentionally, unfortunately. And don't get me started on this AI conversation. Don't get me started on the AI conversation. They trying to, they're trying to phase us out y'all. They're trying to phase us out. But yeah, I, y'all gave me, thank y'all for that inspiration. Going viral is an illusion. And we're going to start with the example of Ice Spice. And I'm going to, it's going to take me a little while to do this because I need to research it, obviously. But yeah, that's my, um, that's my hot take. And I, that might land me in some hot water with some people because people really like Ice Spice. Um, but yeah, those are the phrases I hate. And uh, going viral is an illusion. <laughs> Great Keys Music says social media isn't really set up anymore for artists to go viral. It's possible, but so random. It's possible, but very random. Yeah. All of that being said, man, we're going to go ahead and get into the Lex chat. Let's talk about my failures for not going viral yet. My failures for not going viral. If that's something y'all are interested in, then please stay tuned. We'll get into the Lex chat after these messages. Alrighty, so we're gonna get into this Lex chat, just like I told y'all in the introduction. Today on Lex chat, we're chatting about my most recent failure to sell enough tickets to be able to participate in a showcase. I had been promoting on my pa on my podcast for the past month. I think most people would steer away from talking about their shortcomings, but a few things influenced my decision to talk about this today. First, I'm reading this book by Scott Harrison called thirst. 
It's about a club and party promoter who turns into the owner of the charity organization called Charity Water. In this book, Scott believes in full transparency and telling his donors when something went wrong, as opposed to trying to cover up any failures and appear perfect all the time. In the book, he's always faced with some kind of anxiety about telling people he failed at something out of fear that the donors are gonna back out as supporters and then backing out as supporters means he loses money for the charity. But because he so strongly believes in 100% transparency, he tells his donors and his, follow, and his followers anyway about his shortcomings. In those situations, it was scary, but the donors actually respected him more for being honest and upfront about what's going on. So that's my first reason for deciding to do this topic today. Secondly, I have my own belief in 100% transparency. One of the main things that sucks about social media is that everybody is usually only showing the best possible parts of themselves. Everybody wants to present as if they're doing great all the time, which just is not true for being human, right? None of us will feel 100% all of the time, yet we don't want to look bad online. It's often the same kind of thinking in the entertainment industry as well. There's this expectation that as an artist, you have to maintain a certain veil, a certain perception for who you are and how great you're doing. You got to present as something that everyone wants to be, but that often translates to pretending you don't get affected by things everyday people get affected by. You're encouraged to create an illusion because nobody wants to follow the struggle. People just want you to sell them on a dream, right? And that's the mindset and industry culture that I challenge every day. I believe in being real and giving myself the space to be real and honest, which means sometimes I'm not doing as hot as everyone thinks I am. And this isn't to get petty points from anybody or to want anyone to feel bad for me. This is me being realistic. This music thing is a long and hard journey where you are going to be spread thin and have very little reward for a very long time before you start to get any kind of validation for all the work you've been putting in. And all of that being said, the second reason I chose today's topic is to show you all aspects of being in the industry. A huge part of doing music is failing. Yet some industry executives only ever want you to show the success. But this path is probably 20% success and 80% running around failing and feeling insecure. You know what I'm saying? So they glamorize a very small portion of what being an artist is like. But anyway, that was my introduction to get you ready to dive into this chat about my recent failure of not being able to sell enough tickets to be able to perform for a showcase. Now, the conversation of pay to play is something totally different. We're not going to focus on that. We're not going to focus on whose responsibility it was to promote the show, blah, blah, blah. We're going to focus on my personal responsibility and what I agreed to do, but what I failed at. I posted a video on TikTok about how I was feeling and I wanna share that with y'all and also highlight some encouraging words I got from Child MC, Maurice Beats, and Carl Bartz on TikTok. Thank you guys so much for your comments. Here's what I said on my TikTok. Can I be honest with you for a moment? As a new music artist, there are so many L's that I take. One of those L's being the inability to figure out my audience as quickly as I would like. 
As embarrassing as it is, I do think that it's also very important that we be honest and open about the journey to becoming a well-known recording artist and performing artist. I just had to cancel a booking on a show because I did not sell the required number of tickets to be able to participate in the show. The required number was seven tickets. I know. I couldn't sell seven tickets at $25 a piece to be able to participate in this showcase. As embarrassing as that is, it's also real. And I've been doing music professionally for almost 10 years now. I want to let other artists know that it is perfectly normal to come into road bumps and obstacles like these because we're still growing an audience. I'm still doing it after almost 10 years, right? So it's very embarrassing and it makes me think that, you know, I'm not good enough or I might not ever be good enough. However, this is just a part of the journey and this is just something that I have to look at myself and think, okay, how do I find my audience? And then how do I get my audience to then buy from me? It's so hard in these new times that we live in. Now, this is not going to deter me from doing music, but what it will do is make me look at my approach differently because this is not the first time that I've had to cancel doing a showcase because I didn't sell enough tickets or buy the amount of tickets that would have bought my spot because pay to play is a whole nother issue that we have to talk about on a separate occasion. And honestly, the amount of money that I would have spent to secure my own spot, I could be spending on marketing and photo shoots and video shoots and other things like that. But that's another conversation, okay? What I wanna stress is that if you go through an embarrassing challenge like I just went through, not selling enough tickets, it's normal. Allow yourself to feel bad, but don't use it as an excuse to then stop doing live performances, which is what I allowed myself to go through for a period of time just to be faced with another gut puncher of not selling enough tickets for this one. And it's okay, I'm not gonna let this stop me. I will allow myself to feel bad for myself for a little bit, but after that, I give it a day. After that, come up with a new game plan and figure out how I can grow my audience and how I can be a better artist. So I'm wondering basically, does anybody else relate to what I'm going through right now? Alrighty, so that is the video that I posted on TikTok uh, after hearing that y'all who are tuned in live says Ike Remix Unplugged says heartbreaking because you're definitely worth all seven tickets multiplied. Thank you. Great Keys Music says definitely breaks my heart too. Thank you. Ike Remix Unplugged says I swear I'd kiss you on the forehead like it's beyond okay. You're great. Let the world catch up. Keep spinning. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for those encouraging words. And um, thank you to Child MC, Maurice Beats, and Carl Bartz. They commented on that TikTok video and told me this. Child MC said, this is a scam. The promoter who booked you is supposed to bring the audience. You are the talent. That showcase is bogus. Learned from my past. Maurice Beats says, I'm here, Lexi. We're going to get your core audience together. Let's go. God is with you. And Carl Bartz said, an agent or promoter has one job, promote the artist and help connect the artist with an audience. Now these points, these are points that for some reason I never considered, but points that I wholeheartedly agree with. When someone books an artist for a show, it is the show organizer's task to fill the show to make sure it's a success. It's the event organizer's task to make sure the event is a success, which means making sure there is a crowd at the event, right? 
I'm going to dive into that conversation in a different episode because that's not what we're talking about today. I'm going to get a promoter friend of mine on here to talk about that. But we're going to talk about where I failed, though. Okay, we're going to talk about where I failed because this will be a learning opportunity for me as well as any other artist who is like earlier in their career. And hopefully y'all can learn from me and get further quicker than quicker than what it's taking me. So let's talk about where I failed. Okay. The agreement was that I'd be given a ticket link to promote, right? I would be given show flyers to promote with and to be allowed to participate. I was to sell a minimum of seven tickets, $25 early bird pricing or $35 regular pricing. Here is my first mess up. Okay. First place I went wrong. I broke my promise. I did tell the person that I would pay for my slot and then try to resell resell the tickets in order to secure my spot on the show. The reason I'm wrong here is because I made a promise that I did not follow through on regardless of why I didn't follow through. Now, the reason why I didn't follow through is because of poor financial planning on my end. At the time of agreeing to do this show, I was banking on the fact that at the time, at the time, I had enough money in my business expense account to pay the $150 to secure my spot, which equals seven early bird tickets sold, right? However, by the time the ticket sales were possible, by the time the link was made available, I had already allocated the money towards an album cover photo shoot. I underestimated how much money that was going to take to get done, which took away money from me buying those tickets myself. So first place I went wrong was breaking my promise. Now, regardless of how anybody feels about it, regardless of how badly I feel about it, I have to face the truth, the harsh truth that I broke a promise to this event organizer who was banking on the fact that all of the artists will be selling tickets or bringing a crowd or whatever, right? (laughs) I wordplay says $25 a ticket is a setup to start with for real, for real. And that's what I'm saying. Cause when I approach these things too, right? Maybe so. Okay. I broke my promise, but maybe I was a little too ambitious with wanting to pay for my slot because that's breaking a promise to myself where I said, I'm not going to be doing pay to play stuff anymore because the money that I was spending on the pay to play showcases, I could have put towards my marketing. Right. But our feelings aside, right. When I'm thinking about how I'm going to get people to come out to an event, I'm the type of person. I don't really like to leave the house. And so I'm thinking about other artists and other people out there who are like me. I would not want to pay $25 to go watch other artists perform because that's literally what these events have become. Um, So that's why I agree with the comment that Carl Bart said, you know, it's the promoter's job to bring the audience. That's what Child MC said too. It's the promoter's job to bring the the, the audience. Um, otherwise we just end up performing for other artists and I just paid $150 to perform for other artists. So in my mind, I don't want to pay that much to get in somewhere to then watch a bunch of artists when I want the attention to be on me, right? I'm just waiting for my turn to perform. I don't like that kind of environment. 
And um, also, it's already hard for me to want to get out of the house. So I take that into consideration. A lot of other people, we're all grown. We got a lot of stuff going on. We don't want to leave the house for any old reason. And then like, I want to support, but $25, sometimes it is too much for people. Now, if they would have said like $10 or something, and then also I, I didn't know what parking and stuff like that was going to be like. So, you know, you might pay $25, $25 to get in, but then you're paying 20 for parking. And then, you know, however much you paid in gas, or if you paid for Uber to get there, it turns into a very expensive night if you weren't already planning on going out to do something, right? So, yeah, DJ West Walker says 150 to perform. You didn't miss an opportunity. So I was trying to rationalize it because it will be a recorded event. So I was thinking to myself, all right, maybe I pay 150 and I'm getting a video out of it, but I could literally go to a talent show or like a, a Royal Peacock and pay $10 to perform one or two songs and get a friend to record. But anyway, anyway, so we're, we're not supposed to be getting into this y'all. We're supposed to be talking about where I failed. I failed because I made a promise and I did not follow through with that promise. There are a bunch of different layers to this conversation, yes, but at the core of where I went wrong, I fell through on my promise. <clears throat> I agree. Make some plugs as real. More artists in attendance. Yep. Dirty Snares says, but can an artist get 10 people that want to see them? So yes, when I was doing, um, it was at Marietta Sage restaurant and lounge. Um, the promoter, he needed some artists to come out and perform. You sang two to three songs. Um, you got in for free. And it's, you got food available, you got hookah available, you got drinks available. I was able to get like 10 or 12 people and I had a month to promote that. I was able to get 10 or 12 people out to come see me perform for a 15 minute set. And the promoter was like, wow, you, you know, you actually had a lot of people come out to see you. And I was like, yes, because I had the time to promote. And also it's actually a dope atmosphere and it's free to get in. <laughs> so if your goal is to get support for the business, then yes, I have friends who would like to come out and just vibe, make it a date night, you know, that kind of thing. So yes, I've been able to get people out before, but doing the whole $25 a ticket, like word, you are correct. Um, Ike Remix Unplugged says, funny, sad, hate to say it, but black arts are underappreciated. I'm gonna adhere to the backspace i'm here too yeah, yeah so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to this conversation but at the core of it my first mistake was falling through on my promise i broke my promise that was my first mistake the next thing that went wrong in my opinion and y'all let me know where i went wrong as well but the second thing that went wrong was i did not promote as well as i typically promote so what i did do what I typically do is I put the event on my bands in town for artists and that will automatically populate my website because I have a thing on my website that's like a tour calendar and it lets you know what events I have coming up and it automatically puts the event in there. You know what I mean? Um, so I did that properly. And what I did do is I've been talking about it on my Lex Chat podcast every week for the past month. 
And I do advertise my Lex Chat podcast. I don't know how many people get to the part where, because my announcements are done within the first, within the first five to ten minutes of the show. Announcements and sponsors have like been read already, you know. So I was doing that, but maybe my reach on on Lex Chat is just not that great still, right? And I don't know where my Lex Chat listeners are. Um. Let me see what Great Keys Music is saying. The other thing is there are so many artists that I want to support, but IG don't show me their content. Then when I think to check on them, they have posted a ton of content that I have never seen. So if there was a call to action, I missed it. Yes. And that actually goes perfectly into my next point. So I did post to my bands in town and I got it populated on my website. So when people go to my website, they see that I have a show. I I did talk about it on my Lex Chat podcast, but what I did not do is, and I'm tired of fighting the algorithm. That is a part that we have to consider. But what I did not do is I usually post the flyer every day on my social media with a link to the tickets. And for this event, I did not do that. Why? Why? Well, I underestimated how taxing the movie set, because I also got hired to work on a movie not long after I was put on the roster for this show. And that was 12 hour days, Monday through Friday. Honestly, the last thing on my mind was posting a flyer every day, even though it takes like one minute to do. I did not put myself in a position to create the habit of posting about this event every single day on my Instagram. Whether I provided a link or not, I could have at least put it up on my Instagram stories and that would have taken like a quick 10 to 20 seconds, right? But I just, I did not do that. Official Mr. Flat Show 74. Is this the May 10th event you're talking about? Yes. This is the May 10th event I'm talking about. I'm no longer on that roster because I did not sell the agreed upon seven tickets to be part of the show. So I'm no longer on that show. So how can I make this better for next time? Because I didn't promote as well. And Y'all can chime in too and tell me what I did wrong and what I should consider for next time. So how can I make it better in the future? Post to my social media every single day. In general, right? I think the combination of me working on the movie set and also setting up my Instagram page that I set the way that I set it up, um, I'm not posting regularly on Instagram and I don't think the algorithm likes that because my stories views used to be at least 50 people a day, 50 to 100 people a day. Because I have my page set to what it's set on, I thought I would be okay with making sure that I post to my stories every day, but I've seen a significant decrease and the amount of eyes that get put onto my stories because I'm not posting regularly. I'm not posting reels regularly and I'm not posting pictures regularly. So I've seen a significant decrease in the number of eyes on my stories. So it it used to be 50 to 100 people. Sometimes it was spiked to like 200 depending on what was posted. Now I'm seeing like literally five to 30 people a day. And so I think that also plays a role in it. 
But what I can do better is to post every day to my Instagram stories. Um, And then I should, what I wrote down here was add posting a video announcement to other platforms, not just Instagram. So what I need to do as well is what Game Changers Radio actually had me doing. When you have an event, you make a video announcement and just post that everywhere. So I need to not only post on Instagram, I need to take advantage of YouTube shorts as well because you get a lot more interaction on YouTube shorts than regular YouTube videos. It's like everybody wants to be TikTok and Instagram now. It's kind of annoying, but I can do a video announcement of the event, post it to my Instagram, post it to my YouTube shorts, post it on TikTok and post it on my Facebook pages and then pin those things to my page if it's possible so that when people come to my page, the first thing they'll see is that announcement. So that's where I can improve for the next time. The next thing that I did wrong is I did not do any personal promo. So I did not send personal DMs to anybody about the event. At least I don't remember doing that. I did not send personal text messages to anyone. And honestly, I didn't really tell anyone personally about this event. In the past, when something has been like high stakes or it's something that I really wanted people to go to, um, when it's been something that I really wanted people to go to, I would put out like a timeline. And it, it is, it's a lot of work, y'all. What this with these two points, not promoting enough and not doing personal promo, what these two things are highlighting is like a lack of discipline on my end because I have done these things in the past. Right. So before if it's something and every show should be something that I really want people to go to. But I also don't want to overload y'all with stuff that I'm doing because everybody has a life that they're living. Right. I can't realistically expect people to want to come see me perform once a week at least where I am right now and not in the same city right where I am at right now the level I'm at right now I cannot I do not expect people to want to come see Lexi sing and perform once a week especially not in a platform or in an environment where there's 20 other artists and we gotta wait until 12 o'clock at night on a Tuesday to see Lexi perform that's just not realistic you know it's just not realistic. So, but what I've done in the past is stick to my, let me stick to my little, my little docket here. So not sending personal DMs to people. What I would do is Instagram has this cool feature where you can select a bunch of names to send people messages, but it won't send it as a group text. It'll send it to these people individually. So that's kind of been like a, a nice game changer that Instagram introduced a few years ago. And I started to take advantage of that with events that I've done in the past. And so whenever they check there and I would do that like a month or two weeks in advance before the event. And that would get like at least put me on people's radar for a show. Something else that I did not do for this one, I did not send personal text messages to anyone. And it's the same concept as doing the the messaging on Instagram DM. So it's a little more work when you're doing a text message because you gotta create a new message every single time instead of being able to put in multiple names and it will send separately. It will send as a group text. And I don't, I personally hate when people put me in a group text without my consent. So I don't wanna do that to people. So I have to do it individually. Now with these things, right? 
sending those personal DMs and sending those personal text messages to people, I would make sure that I create a list of like the thing that I'm promoting. Is this even in this person's city? Do they even live in Atlanta? Because there's no point in sending out a flyer to 6,300 followers and only 20 of them live in Atlanta, you know, or only a hundred of them live in Atlanta. It's great for bringing like brand awareness, but I'm looking to target the people who are here. So I think, um, Ooh, that that's a good revelation that I need other artists to understand. You got to be realistic about how many times a year you are performing. If you're performing every single week, nobody realistically wants to come see you perform once a week in the middle of the week during a work week. And then I got to wait until 11 o'clock or midnight to see you perform. Like, nah, people, people work regular jobs to support themselves. And that's being a little, that's being unrealistic and inconsiderate with people's time and schedule. When you expect people to come see you multiple times a week or multiple times a month in the middle of the week. So, you know, and then, um, the other point I had for this one, I didn't really tell anyone In general, I didn't personally tell anybody about this event. So even though I was putting the announcement in my Lex chat, in my podcast, and I may have posted it on my stories maybe five times over the past month, I didn't personally tell anyone really. Like even going to my sessions, I could have been telling my sessions, hey, I got a show coming up on such and such date. You should come out. Let me send you the flyer. That's just something that I need to get better at. So how can I do better with personal promo? Make a list of people. I need to have tiers of people, right? Like who are the people that support me? Make a list of those people. So a great example would be like, I'll start with my patrons, Mr. Flash Shoals, Alton Thomas. They are actively supporting me on Patreon. And then when I've had things in the past, who have been the people to show up? That's going to be like, that's going to be like top tier people that I'm going to hit first, right? And then ask other people who live in the area who are here but maybe they haven't been to a show maybe they've expressed interest in going to a show but just haven't made it out but you know I haven't converted them into a lead essentially to be an audience member for me so I can make a list of those people ask them first and then contact people who live in the area and just in general I have to be better with my follow-up game because my follow-up game sucks so I told y'all that I was hitting people up a month or two weeks before the event. I also need to go back and hit people up a week in advance, a couple days in advance, and then the day of the event. And then maybe even a couple hours before the event. So like I said, I just, I just been really tired and not disciplined enough with the frequency of promoting in general and the frequency of doing personal promo because it is a lot. It is a lot. And maybe that's something that I should explore getting a team for because promoting an event by myself, like, like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this music thing alone for 10 years. You know, that's a long time to not see results. And part of this too, is I'm just getting tired. Um, But I'm realizing things about myself that just need to be worked on. So, you know, let's go ahead and move into the next point. So number four is number four of why I did not sell tickets. I did not prepare a performance. I didn't even prepare a show track. 
I never put together a show mix because I did not write down how much time I had to perform. So something that I should have made sure of is I should have double checked what are the parameters, what are the specs of what I can do during this performance? Basically, how long do I have to perform? What do I have at my disposal for this performance? I know the organizer told me like maybe a month before the link became available, but I didn't remember and I didn't go back to look at emails to see if I could find the answer. And I didn't go back and hit her up like, hey, what what did you tell me that I could do for this performance? So that's another place where I went wrong, right? I never put together a show mix because I was unclear about what I could do. And so that turned into procrastination for me and I just never put a mix together, you know? So that's another area that I went wrong. The thing with doing a show mix, right? Had I put a show mix together, then that would have allowed me to put together a practice schedule so I could tell myself, all right, I have this long to prepare. Like I have this many weeks or this many days to prepare. Now, how much do I need to practice each week for me to feel like I'm going to give on a solid performance? How many times a week do how many times a week do I need to practice for me to feel like I will be able to put on a solid show? And because I did not put together that show mix, I just didn't even get around to scheduling practices for myself. So there was a breakdown in my discipline when it came to that. There was a breakdown in my discipline. And yeah, never contacted the organizer to confirm with the performance and that leads me into the next error. The next reason why I did not sell tickets, where I messed up is I did not cancel with the organizer sooner. So this basically boils down to communication. My communication was not good for this organizer. Events like these, and we got into it, right? Events like these depend on the artist to fund it which is why ticket sales were made mandatory. You have to sell this many tickets at this price to be a part of the show. Stuff like this has to be paid for. The organizers are banking on the fact that the artists are going to pay for the event and that's why ticket sales are mandatory. So like I said earlier, and like we were getting into at the beginning of this conversation, the organizer was expecting to make at least $150 off of me, whether I sold that much in tickets or whether I paid that price myself, they were expecting to make $150 off of me. And there's gotta be at least 10 other people. What's 150 times 10, that's $1,500. Enough to secure a venue, you know, maybe secure some drinks, some food for the night, you know, maybe secure rental of a sound system, but $150 times 10 people that pays for a lot. And then if you're charging people at the door, but anyway, all of that to say, the reason why I was expected to sell tickets is because the organizer is fully depending on the artist to fund majority of this event. That's what happens in these pay to play situations. As soon as I felt inadequate about the event, I should have contacted the organizer so they could find a replacement for my slot. So 
My mistake here is not contacting the organizer soon enough, not voicing my concerns about selling tickets soon enough. And then as soon as I felt inadequate about selling the tickets, I should have made that known to the organizer so they could, this is going to sound so shady, so they could make money off of some other artist. <laughs> because keep in mind, I'm not being paid for this event either. I am paying for it. What is Mr. Flat Show saying? Official Mr. Flat Show 74 says, it's extremely difficult handling everything on your own. A trustworthy team is necessary. Yep. A trustworthy team is necessary. And it gets very, it just gets very tiring. I had somebody ask me if I needed an intern, but they only want to intern in the studio. As an engineer, I barely like the clients being in there. I don't want an, I don't want a, I don't want an intern. What I really need an intern for, and I actually, I've had this thought before. I need to employ someone to come to me, come with me to the shows. And so what that looks like for me, right? I wouldn't be able to pay anybody a lot of money right now, but eventually I would be able to pay them, right? So I could have somebody come out and I could write into my budget, I'll pay you $50 for coming out tonight with me or maybe $10 an hour or something. You know what I mean? I'll give you this much money or commission on whatever amount of sales, depending on whichever one is higher. And I think that's the direction I want to take. I need like a designated person to come out to the shows with me. And that person will help me sell merchandise as well as might even record the performance for me, but mainly for them to help me sell merchandise. And um, I want to experiment with that and see if that will help me generate more money. If I start outsourcing my duties, I don't necessarily want to spend the money up front but it could help, you know, or maybe even if I offer like, Hey, can you come with me to an event? I'll get you in for free and I'll feed you. And then I'll give you commission off of this. So, you know, maybe something like that could work. Maybe, maybe. Are there any other areas that y'all think I could have done differently? I know, um, DJ Wes Walker, you said, consider putting on your own show. An event if you're promoting and paying anyway I know that's right if I'm promoting and paying anyway then yes I may as well put on my own event and you know what that might be that might be where the vibes gotta be that might be where it's at that might be where it's at um because at least if I did that right I would kind of become the promoter and I would partner with a business. So like, I gotta give props to an artist out here in Atlanta. He's signed to Snoop Dogg. His name is Triggs. And I think his Instagram name is Official Triggs, but he partnered with Mangoes off of Franklin Gateway and put on a series of shows at Mangoes. And I don't, like it's free to get in, but Mangoes has food and drinks and hookah. And he put on an event so anybody who was already coming to Mangoes, they were going to get a show, but Mangoes is not losing out on any money because they're getting their regular customers coming through. Your lips are sexy. Thank you. Thank you very much. But Mangoes is getting their regular customers coming through the door, right? 
but he's putting on a show. And I imagine that if he generated above what the average income for that said night is, I'm betting that he probably worked something out with that establishment to get a cut off of that or to get a cut of the liquor sales or something like that. So yeah, I think that that is the way to go. Um, something else that I need to do is I need to link back up with sell the promoter and get on whatever shows he's doing. Um, because he is a DJ and a promoter and he goes to different venues and puts on shows and basically gets them set up for, you know, to have more business. So that's something else that I can do. Um, but yeah, I just thank y'all for tuning in today to this Lex chat as I ripped into myself. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this chat and I hope it's inspired you to think more about the topic for yourself and how you can apply some of the things we talked about. Um, like I said, take heed, learn from me, learn from my mistakes and where I went wrong and apply it to yourself as an artist and, um, do better than me. So you can go further quicker than me. Cause I'm 10 years in and this thing, OMG, speaking of Triggs, I have conjured him y'all. Triggs, I was just giving you your props for how you did the shows at Mango's to kick off your own tour. And we were talking about pay to play events. And we were talking about how, you know, if some of these people want you to pay to participate, then you may as well put on your own show. And I was giving you props on how y'all did the show at Mango's and how you might've partnered with Mango's to maybe get either sales off whatever food or hookah or liquor was there. Y'all didn't charge people to come in. So that was dope. Parking became tricky because there's a club next door, but parking was essentially free for that event. But just like, I really admire how Triggs put that event together and we just put on a dope show the business was already going to get their regular customers plus whatever audience we pulled in for that Mango's performance. I had a couple of people come out to see me and it was just a dope thing, you know? So there's that route and there's partnering with a promoter and a DJ who's going to different venues and um, banging it out that way. Yeah. Speaking of tricks, that's crazy. What's up, man? He's also a really dope artist with a great voice. So Yeah. But I'm going to end it off there. Like I said, I hope that this inspired y'all to think more about the topic for yourself. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL to be part of the conversation or catch the replays on Mondays on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Wherever you're watching or listening, please like, subscribe, follow and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. Oh, thanks, Triggs. Um, If you would like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can make a monthly pledge. Every bit of support truly does help me to be able to create more valuable content for you. But thank you to my existing patrons, Mr. Flat Shoals and Alton Thomas. And remember, y'all, we got another week of trivia coming up on my Instagram. Monday through Friday, I will be asking a daily trivia question. 
And whoever is the first person to answer correctly will win the $5 cash prize for the day. That's the chance to win $25 for the week. Okay. Now, like I said, just stay tuned into my Instagram stories at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L on Instagram. The answers for every question can be found on my Instagram page at LexiATL on my website, www.lexiatl.com and or in the weekly email newsletters, which you can sign up for through my website. I've put out press articles about the songs from the album. You read the articles to find the answers and be the first person to get the answers correct, okay? If you're the first person to answer the question correctly, I will send your prize money through Cash App. So good luck to everyone and I hope you can have fun with it and I hope that I can give you some money multiple opportunities to win. You just got to be the first person to answer correctly. All right. But my name is Lexi. Until next time. Peace. I leave as he's resting. I played this scene before. This is the part where I tell myself never again. The part where I tell myself to stop pretending. Be more disciplined. Believe what you see. Don't believe your feelings. This is the part where I tell myself.